This episode is sponsored by our friends from Silvercross Sudbury. Silvercross Sudbury is your local store for quality home accessibility equipment. They sell the following products. Stair lifts, curved stair lifts, ceiling lifts, wheelchair lifts, wheelchairs, power wheelchairs, walkers, scooters, hops, hospital beds, just to name a few. Visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue or call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any healthcare inquiries. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on people, live with me where the light has never shown. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds Speaking in a foreign tongue It's my life, it's my life, it's my life, my life It's my life, it's my life, it's my life, my life All right, ladies and gentlemen Welcome to episode 99 of Behind the Bench One more till 100 And this is the last time I'll be able to give you a player number um i'll have to look up some stats or something now uh when we keep growing here with episodes but 99 who else wayne gretzky's nine cream nine sugar thank you very much greta episode 99 the boys are here live in action we got mace we got tommy roberto's out in singapore what's up boys tom what's up (laughs) have you guys ever had a nine and nine before no, that's I've actually insane. had one. I've no, you it. didn't. Back in the day, me and Shane Potra, it high school days, eh? High school days. It said, and I have a video of him asking Tim Hortons drive through, Can I have a Gretter? And that's all the time. They had no idea. And also, Brett, I'm not sure if he's gonna be listening. He's probably gonna be listening to this one because of our guest coming on, not gonna disclose that just yet. Uh he has a video of Cole McKay Chim. No, sorry, not McKay. Whaler holding holding whale in the uh in a drive through in the Sioux asking for it in the video. Whaler. So either Brett or McKay can send it, it it our way. But what's going on with me? Not much. I'm on an all time high. A few reasons. One, I absolutely cannot disclose until f- further notice. But two, we broke the BTB golf NHA winner go- whatever you want to say. Our, our record's broken. Okay, we, we shot did, plus five. Yeah, we, we shot plus five tonight. Colonial Golf and Country Club. Ryan Bastian, who is a champ flight last year at the Ottawa, just chimed in, in yeah, our DMs. Yeah, guys, guys I had animal. no idea this golf course, and uh, he basically just fact fact checked me. Is that the word? Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's a longest standing PGA course. I did not know about that. Sorry, PGA yeah. diehards. Um, this He's past weekend, former former assistant pro at the eighty. Wow, that looks really bad on me. Uh, anyways, um, it was it was in your era though, so it's all good. It yeah, was in my yeah, era. no, you had Team NHA North. I had yeah. Team NHA this weekend. Um, it was great, busy weekend. Uh, it was it was an all time going back on the ice, full circle moment for me seeing Peter Michelotti Jr. in the green bucket going back on the ice. You know, um, all the kids were asking him where's this green helmet from because he had a gray tracksuit with a green bucket. I was really hoping NOHA was going to give us the red tracksuits because <laughs> yeah. he would have looked like a Christmas tree. Yeah. But um, it was good, man. Obviously, a guy that coached me and to be coaching with him now was a really, really cool experience. I'm really looking forward to OHL Cup at the end of March. And um, yeah, yeah, we're here now. Golf was electric tonight with the Insider. I'm sure you guys want to dive into my round, but 
I I am absolutely liking my chops for golf season. I I had a couple sixty degree wedges that I hold out. I'm sure you guys saw the gram. Uh, that was crazy. Unbelievable. My chim saw my Cobra FA driver two weeks ago. I I still can't miss this thing on on the computer screen. It's dynamite. It is dynamite. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. But other than that, good to see you guys. Another episode ninety nine. I can't wait for our guest this week too. And. We have, a, we have a trade to announce, but we will get into that. I want to see how you guys are doing first. All right. Uh, off to Mr. LTO himself. Mason Savage, what's up, buddy? So in the hallway today, I walk by a group of students, and from a faint distance, I hear, who's this Lord Farquaad-looking guy? <laughs> oh, my God. Head down, keep walking. But no, other than that, great. Fantastic. Praying for a snow day tomorrow. <laughs> I'm surprised you guys didn't have one. Was it today? No, two days ago. Yesterday. Dude, the, Yesterday. The, the buzzes around snow days is unreal. I totally okay. forgot. Are about the kids how at school? Are they still checking the snow day predictor? I, I oh, love yeah. That oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's I two. Go... There's one that's good, one that's garbage, apparently. Okay. Yeah. 22% chance. Way. 22% yeah, sorry. chance. Sorry, so not you. great. But not great. I would say the snow We're days going are... Regardless. Yeah, we go regardless. But just yeah, a I day know. to catch up. You know, yeah, yeah. Maybe mix in a pickleball game. There you go. Mace, how's it going with you, man? You guys are at different schools. It's like... I, I feel like I'm the odd man out in this podcast. I'm a teacher. Yeah, you, you are. And I you know. slowly might get phased out at this rate, Tom. Yeah, yeah. No. But no, everything everything's good on the school front. Um... Excited for the interview. Great four pack again. And Chim and I went to a Sudbury five game. So I got oh. a little Mason Chim time. Yeah. We did. Yeah. It was nice. Little teacher, double... teacher. Nice. Thanks for yeah. showing up, Tom. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah. Well, if anyone's wondering, I'm doing good. Oh, sorry, Chim. I thought, uh, I thought Tom oh, no, was going to do that. I'm, no, I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm hey. at, uh, I'm in, in my second week of placement. It's uh, the I I know the first few years of teaching is gonna be tough, because you're lesson planning every day. On top of that, you're marking stuff, and you just you gotta get day by day, just day by day, day by day. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, how is um, weird question, but I'm gonna I was gonna ask you anyways during this episode. How has it been being back home, sleeping in your own bed again? Oh, it's nice. It's definitely nice uh, being being back home and with the fam jam. Um, you miss I miss the, I miss. I miss. Yeah, I miss the people in North Bay. Uh, miss the crew, but uh, but we keep in touch online and stuff. But yeah, no, sleeping in your own bed is instead of the prison bed is pretty nice. So yeah, I'll take that. I'll take you hearing that, all that day. Uh, Woody and Maria? He likes his free time. His his free time. His freedom. <laughs> his freedom. I like. Um, I gotta tell you, getting up at six thirty is tough. Still getting used to it. Um, I think I just got it. Gotta, like I, but I know, but I, as soon as I go back to school, I'm sleeping in. I, I think I just gotta keep waking up at six thirty and just dominating the day. That's yeah, just like, it's a good dude. I got in that routine for work, and it's like you don't look back now. Even on weekends, it's like just you got more time too. Oh nice. yeah, it's so nice. Like the yeah. odd day you can going to bed sleep. earlier too is. A yeah. huge factor. Huge, huge factor. Got to get sure. off that. Get off that cell phone of yours, especially you and your big TikToks. time. Big time. Big time. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, but everything. Everything's good. good. Um, 
Yeah, not not much. How was, uh, how was the five game? Report. Let's go. Was Chris Cacciotti buzzing on the bike again? Five was game was good. He's a big factor into like entertainment. That guy is unbelievable. Just buzzing around, yelling. Uh, gave us a couple points into the crowd. We dapped him up at the game. It was, yeah. And I thought the game overall, like like I've said before, five games bring a different type of like it's a show. Like there's more, there's more to the product than just the basketball. In my opinion, I think it's. But I think it's a great show. I think it's unreal. Yeah, Mace? I can't believe how many times I got looked off. I swear one of the dancer girls throwing the T-shirts looked directly at us, threw the shirt to us, and it didn't – it was, like, nowhere near us. But, like, what are the odds you catch one? Like, what are the odds you catch one? What, there's, like, seven games? Down the stretch. Uh, How are the seats, boys? How are the seats? Fantastic seats. And then Chris looked me off, too. Ooh. He he was throwing t-shirts, t-shirts, I think. Or yeah, was... he launched one. Yeah, what an arm on Chris Cacciotti. Oh yeah. He this launched guy... one like into the back rows. It was like <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Super um, Bowl. And then yeah. my biosilk. He sidearmed it actually like uh Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Electric. Oh, we're diving into biosteel performance. Well, my biosteel performer gets parlayed into the the five talk. So if we want to just jump right into that, I can keep I'm going. Down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, go. my my first biosteel performer, uh Dexter. From the Subway Five, D. Willie. Oh yeah, D. Willie Williams. He went off. Dexter Dang Williams him. Jr. I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, but D. Willie, not only the heart and soul of the Subway Five, like he's like, I don't want to say a Pat Beverly spark plug like, because I think he offers a little more uh, offensively and just yeah, he, more valuable I than I think. Three ball. But wow. He's he's up and down. He's doing the little too short sign. He's yeah, hard and soul. But not only the hard and soul of the Subway Five, he's opening for Ice Cube at the Grand. What wow. what a line that is to say. One wow. of the players from the Sudbury basketball team, professional basketball team, is opening for Ice Cube at the movie theater that I saw Star Wars Episode One. The Phantom Menace. Huh? The Grand was open that late, Mace? Yeah. Wow, I did not know it was that, like the movie theater. Yeah, wow. I'd go to DeMarco's the and then go to the movie theater across oh, the street. Oh, DeMarco's. Wow, yeah. that was a legendary spot. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, Dexter Williams Jr., um, Subway 5, D. Willie on Instagram. Love that. Uh, part of the Foley tape crew. Okay. His rap group, yeah. But cool. Ice Cube coming to Sudbury, $250 a ticket. Playing at the Grand. At the Grand. You think that, that guy could, like... We need a new arena, Jim. Well, I know, Cube... but what kind of damage could he do at Sudbury Arena? Like, I'm shocked. Like, I think you could get people there, no? Like, didn't Snoop Dogg sell out? Snoop, 50 did it years ago. 50 yeah, Cent brought Akon just... here, I think. Or Akon and 50 yeah, Cent both. Yeah. Something else for sure. Tom, Biosteel, what do you got, buddy? Um. Okay, so... I mentioned Team NOHA camp, obviously, everyone for the scheduling piece, everyone on the behind the scenes, but one guy we have to have on, guys, and we haven't really branched out besides Alex Clavel from Capital Skating. So Dave Lozier, okay, he's a trainer for Team NOHA. He's been Capital Skating's trainer for 45 years. That's unbelievable. 45. This guy brought so much energy there's also another trainer um she's amazing too but not she's she's just kind of starting out she's younger 
but Dave Lozier, 45 years, he's still getting involved. He's, he's, you know, he's with Cochrane some games. He's back with Cap. Back 45 years. 45 years. And full circle, because I didn't, I, 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 I seen the email chain who the staff is, and I, I don't really remember the name, but I run into him at West Ferris for like the first practice. And I'm like, Dave, like, what, what do you mean? What are you doing here? Like, I thought maybe a grandson, whatever, Chim. And he's like, no, no, no. In his little cap skating accent, he's the trainer of Team NOHA. So um, he remembered me from when, you know, I was going through cap playing there and um, crazy, crazy memories. And we were talking about, you know, the guys he had that I played against. And just uh, like I mentioned, full circle. And it was, it was super cool. And kudos to him for being a trainer. That's a um, tough job to do for 45 years. But uh, I'm sure the kids will appreciate it. And Dave Lozier is my biosuit performer. That's unreal. Um, I, yeah, I love that. I love that. 45 years. I don't know how many games that would be. That's that's going to be a lot of games. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sticking on the topic of trainers. And let's give a round of applause to Dan Buckland. Yes. Tra- yeah. Bucky. Bucky from the Wolves. He hit his 1,000 games with the Wolves. Um, had a nice ceremony. Put it this way. Connie said it in the interview. If he's not around, the, the team doesn't function like they can't they wouldn't be able to go on the ice like that guy does from whatever the therapy to the to the skates to the equipment to the laundry to sharpening he does it all um so i want to shout out bucky for that bucky started in yeah he he does all the equipment as well everything yes wow everything mace it's crazy he does everything yeah um, pretty cool stat here for you, you boys. Game one for Bucky's career started September 20th, 2007 in Peterborough. 2007 in Peterborough. Game 1000, February 20th, 2023 in Peterborough. Wow. If that is not some like simulation type stuff, I don't know what is. But uh, shout out to Bucky. Um, the guy is absolute beauty. I hope we can get him on the pod. Uh, one time because I I know he's he's got to have stories for days. So yeah, big shout out, big shout out to Bucky. Um, okay, moving on to the weekly lift brought to you by Cornies. Um, let's chat golf. Full swing. Everyone's watched it. Yeah. What's our ta- What's our takeaways here? Mace, you first or? Yeah, like not the. Formula One drive to survive experience I was somewhat thinking and hoping for, but still a great little inside look at the world of golf. It's players like Poulter, um, Tagala, some of the, the later episodes, like it just gives you something to recognize when you're watching the players play. And it was a lot more exciting watching uh, the guys play at Riv this weekend. Yep. Genesis. I don't know if yeah, it was just kinda, like it's the effect that it had on Formula One too. Yeah, like just knowing the guys, yeah, just time. a buzz, and yeah, exactly, it just knowing the guys more and the nice little sneak peek into live too. Yeah, live stuff was that's what crazy. I like. That's what but I was biting into most. I I get some of the guys that left, and I don't get some of the guys that left. If that makes sense. Like, Poulter and these guys that are older, I'm like, okay, they can't win anymore. Guaranteed money, go. But these young guys like Cam Smith that was dominating, that one to me, like, killed me. Like, 
for like they kept on saying legacy, legacy, legacy. Basically, the last episode, Rory McIlroy saved the PGA. Like he literally, like, yeah, everyone's following Tiger and that, but you didn't really see much of Tiger stepping up and saying stuff. Like, if Rory goes, they were done. Toast. Any of those guys, like, I Ti- like Tiger have... just didn't sign the Netflix contract okay. to actually okay. speak. That's okay, why they that's only fair. showed his like little interview. Gotcha. So to me, they're doing this seven eight episode thing yearly now for the PGA. Is that what's going to happen? I don't know. That's what I don't understand. Like, is it going to follow these guys now for the next few years? Like, these are the the spotlight players yeah. for that Netflix. But one guy, and you got to see him win eventually. Is a sorry a major is Tony Finau. Like he. A family man, that one party when, like, when he got off the plane and everybody was waiting for him, like, like little things like that. Like, obviously, we're all golfers, but I never really like. You don't really see the personality side um, of these guys, and I don't know. And, even like uh, the guys that qualified in, like, I think what episode was it, five or six, with uh, Mito Pereira and um, yeah, the gala, thing gala, like that. That stuff's cool, man. That was cool. That was that was a really cool episode for me, but I I, I do agree I like that. those episodes better. Like that yes, Joel Damon, yeah. I love the Joel Damon. Episode. That was oh, a great one, was, dude. That's the best one. And I don't want to say the b word because I don't know for you know. But the best part was when the caddy called him the b word. He's like, how many times? How many caddies do you think is calling you the b word right now on this golf course or something like that? But uh, to me, it got a little repetitive. And Jim, I know we had a conversation about this. Like, how many times did they say the cut? The cut or. Jupiter, Florida. Jupiter, Florida. I'm like, okay, I get it. We're They're really Florida. making like a Scottsdale, Arizona versus Jupiter, not rivalry, but like showing where players are practicing, which I yeah. kind of actually, I thought that was kind of cool. The only thing I would have liked to see is like the behind the scenes look of the practicing of these guys. Like a little more of that would be cool. Like full on swing coat. Like I know they had driving range stuff and whatever else. But yeah, I agree though. Less documentary style and more just behind the scenes glimpses at what's going on with yeah. the tour. Yeah. One guy I'm not a fan of and he can get out and he's already been gone is Brooks Kepka. Like, oh, what? I like Kep I like Brooksy. But yeah. you gotta think too, like Netflix paints uh, is painting the picture, right? I agree. To me, what they painted Brooks Kepka Kepka was a guy that's afraid that he can't get back to where he was, so he went for the guaranteed money. Yeah. And his brother's guaranteed money. Yeah, Tough so DJ too though it looked like a similar look. No, no DJ is literally DJ, just... DJ, like that zero. guy could care less about. Not, yeah, zero F's given. That's well, DJ. It was the one quote where he's like, "I've already solidified myself for these fifteen years, so like, yeah, what, what yeah. my legacy's there." Blah blah blah. If they yeah. get to play in the majors, I mean, which I they are. Electric. Also, and I know we're on the golf talk. I don't know if you guys saw it today, but. A joint tour of the LPGA and PGA happening. That's as of today. Like they're doing a yeah joint tour. event. That'd yeah, be sick. Event. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great for golf. That's yeah, good. love that. No golf. Like, Golf's say back. what you want to say about live. Like, golf Spark is there. It. Like, Spark yeah, it. for sure. Speaking of live, sure. though, they they really missed the opportunity of documenting Rory at the Canadian Open. He was electric. Like, just taught like. Giving it to yeah, Live because that that's where it all started. It, the yeah, Canadian yeah. Open and Live started on the same weekend. Because the DJ, remember, they're all like, "Wow, they DJ didn't show up," out, and yeah. that's his premier sponsor was RBC. Yeah. Well, and you have to think a majority of that thing was cut about how much these PGA guys hate the Live things because the one part where Rory was like, 
I hope. Did you guys get that? Like when they're getting their backs snapped or whatever. About Phil? Like, yeah, yeah. If you feel like, did you get that? Like there's probably so much more behind the scenes that they're like. They have that was probably my favorite part was like the locker room stuff was pretty cool. Like watching guys that one go back into the locker room and no one's there because they all left. So they're just kind of yeah. like chilling there with the trophy. Fitzpatrick hitting the trophy on the bench. I thought I that agree. was pretty funny. And yeah. uh, well, I know we're all good. I think we all love you. Jimmy mentioned the locker thing, but the uh, Adidas style show with uh, Marikawa was pretty cool. Was it Marikawa? It was. Marikawa. Yeah, that was pretty I cool. That was pretty cool. Like yeah, basically the whole thing, anyone. the whole yeah, thing. It was very well done. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah, I hope, uh, I hope it comes. Yeah, I hope it comes back, and I, I hope it, yeah, goes a little more behind the scenes, um, stuff. But overall, for the first time, I think it was pretty, pretty cool. Also, golfers are not like F one drivers. Like some of their personalities are pretty black. Like let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, but and staying on the golf topic before we leave, did you see the new live? not mandate but the what's going on with the teams where they're all wearing the same uniform now yeah i i I mean i don't see this as an event or a sporting yeah it's just a sporting event i want to watch on tv no it's got no it's got no legacy it's got no history no one like i was glued to my tv on sunday yeah just like where it's where it's coming from all the all the stuff like no one really i don't really like this, and I think the whole scramble league, thing, winter league, scram- yeah, like a the scramble thing is dumb. Scramble, yeah. it's not scramble. Ah, uh, sorry, shotgun start, shotgun start. Yeah, I think though, we're in a world now. Like I just think you got to be able to coexist. And I, th- I don't know. I think those guys have them play the main, <laughs> whatever. I want the best players there. I, I want agree. the best on best, and at least at the majors. At least at the majors. Because if these guys that left, dude, come back and win a major, how much fuel will the PGA guys have for next For week? sure. And there's a respect level to, like, pass winners. Like, you, to win a major... I agree. Only a certain percentage of, like, the world's population will ever win a golf major. So, like, there's a respect level to... Like, if you win the Masters, you should be able to come and play the Masters until you die. Yep. So. Would you guys ever try out for a PGA event? 100%. The Canadian Open registration is open for qualifiers, Tom. Yeah, but you know who's going to be. I hope our boy. I hope our boy uh, Renault, like Gonko. Gonko, oh yeah. I mean, I think Gonko could squeeze in for sure. What if we tried to sponsor Dartone to the Canadian Open? That would be hilarious. Three man caddy is bag. Yeah, that would be electric. Take shifts. Yeah, that would be electric. Um, Okay, we good to move on, boys? We are. Okay, boys, this is a little bit different. Like, we don't really talk about, like, law and justice on this podcast, but I feel like we'd be remiss if we don't bring this up. This is, like, the biggest court case, murder case in Sudbury's history. Like, this is is unbelievable stuff. So the um, trial for the... Murder of Renee Sweeney, which happened in 1998, started this week. Um, and to give everyone a background that doesn't know about this, in 1998, Renee Sweeney was working um, at an adult film store where Paris Natural Foods is, like that strip mall where yeah. Pizza Joint is. And uh, she was murdered by someone. They couldn't find who it was till 2018 with uh, more DNA. They have DNA, but like they made CGI, like 
pictures of the person and they were able to identify someone and arrest him. December 2018, which was Robert Stephen Wright, he was working as a lab tech in North Bay. So 30 years after the anniversary, 30 years, yeah, 30 years after the anniversary, they got the guy. Now it's going to go through about a six-week court case to see what happens. There's a publication ban. He's been in custody since 2018. The trial has not started till now because, you know, COVID started, all this, ba 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 ba. This is insane. This is as crazy as it gets for Sudbury crime and, and just, like, court case. Anyone got thoughts on It's like bringing, on this? The, bringing the criminal mind CSA Miami crew. Like, come in, swamp it up. It's like a, you know, movie type thing, dude. Literally, like it's, you can't speak. It's, you can't write this. I like. I can't believe this happened in Sudbury, and this is happened. Mace is texting the group chat. It's twenty years. Not did years. I mess up the math on that? Nineteen ninety nine, Jim. Yeah, that's twenty. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh my god, I apologize. Twenty four, twenty five years. So let's call it twenty five. So the craziest thing I've heard from this whole story is, I'm pretty sure it was like Ancestry and Me or twenty three or Ancestry dot com yeah. or twenty three and Me. I think someone he was related to or something. there's a link yeah yeah it's crazy crazy so jim you, you mentioned this guy worked in north bay and i believe i don't want to like as put, a lab tech at their hospital he had a family too eh? sure yeah i think he had two I, kids and a wife i believe yeah. i remember that coming out How, so is there any way that it's actually not even him though after this right i mean for sure you're 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 guilty beyond a reasonable doubt so not guilty beyond a reasonable reasonable doubt sorry um so yeah right now he's not guilty but he's gonna get proven in court the jury's been picked there's gonna be about 40 witnesses going to be called to this but the way i put it is this if there is dna it's hard to beat dna you can't be DNA. Like, yeah, but yeah, I agree, but it's like 25 years ago now. And these the witnesses will help too, Chim. Like, maybe, like, I don't know. They didn't For sure. See it. What's crazy is, like, you have to go back. Like, all these people have lived 20-something years of their life. Now you're bringing them back. Like, it's it's honest. It's truly fascinating. Yeah, this, and I guess we'll How- we'll follow it along. But it's like I I do remember even my like you explained it really well by the way for the listeners, Jim. So thank you about that. I remember asking my dad when this came out in 2018. I was blown away, blown away. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So we'll see what happens with that. He's charged with second degree murder um, right now. So how much uh, jail? That's prison for life, can't, right? Can't, yeah, well, I don't know. Canada is pre-lackadaisical. I mean, so okay. unless it's first degree, I yeah, I don't know. But at the end of all this, and I don't even know for knees, Sweeney, like what, what if the family is still around or not? But if anything, just to get justice for them, that family, I agree, Chim. her, like it's been a long time coming. Um, I apologize, that I messed up on uh, on how long it's been, but oh, it's all good. Um, but uh, yeah, as long as they get justice and they finally get the guy and he serves for what what he did and uh, hopefully he goes that way. Tom, she was our age, I our know, age dude. at university, finishing up university at Laurentian. So um, yeah, so hopefully uh, we see what we'll see what happens. If they got the guy, they got the guy. Uh, 
but fast. And this guy, this guy's been there for four years and hasn't said a word eh, in jail. Like that's crazy. Like he, yeah, multiple like bail attempts never got granted bail. So he's been like behind bars. He served more or less four or five years, four years, four and a bit. Pacing around, freaking out. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously that guy knows deep down if he did, if he did it or not. So, I mean, there's a publication ban on it too. So, like, there's not, I don't know what it means by that. Like, maybe television or stuff can't really come. You can't cut, you can't record in a, in a uh, Canadian uh, court, court, anyways, yeah. but, courtroom, anyways. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll is, see what happens. We'll update on that because to the public. That's why I think publication, I don't think you can go and watch. No, no. Maybe a few media sources or. Yes. Well, not. Yeah. Does yeah, Sudbury Wolves Media Pass get us in there? <laughs> yeah, that can get us in anywhere. As long as Mace doesn't show up with the trapper hat, I think. <laughs> Maybe Ben Ben Leeson might have an insider that we can get some. I'll text from. him. I'll go. I'll knock on his door after this episode. Go shovel his yeah, driveway. We'll, yeah. Oh, I've done that before, Ben. Don't worry. Got yeah. you, Benny. We'll uh, we'll update on the case though. It's it's fascinating stuff. Um. Okay. On to uh the OHL. Let's talk about the Wolfers. Um. I'm trying to think the last time we chatted. Well, the Wolves are out of a playoff spot right now. Yeah, They're I one know. point out of a playoff it's sad, spot. Sad to talk about it, dude. You I... can't lose to Niagara. I've been calling him Junior B this whole season. You can't lose to Niagara. And, and they just got healthy. Our boy Coach Adala came back. I thought they were going to string some wins together, and it... It's hard, Jim. It doesn't look good, man. It does not when look good. The, when when you're the most penalized team in the league, this is yep. what happens to you. There's just no discipline on this club right now. Um, they have, like I said, I was talking about how easy their schedule is. Like you got to beat Niagara. Like you have to beat Niagara. Those are points you can't give up. So we'll see what happens there. One point out of eight. Two points out of seven, six points out of six. So again, it's still attainable, but they do have to get a little something, something going on here. Um, and I, I, and I'll, I'll say it on air. And I hope uh, I know there's some wolves uh, personnel that listens to our podcast. If you need a little change of scenery, I'm not saying coaches or management or anything like that. The BTP boys will gladly, as in Alex Chimino, come in. And pump the lads up for a home game. So you let us know. DM us, text us, whatever you want. If you want us, the boys, to get on a run, trust me, they know who we are. Alex Chimino will come in and do the best pregame. I'll come like that place. Up. Ever. I'll come like that place. Up. You'll be like the cool. Hat. No, you'll be like the Kool Aid Man. With the I think. I'd, and oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I think I'd have a jammer on the spot. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be a lot of yelling. Face tomato red. Um, we have some clinches. Uh, Ottawa's clinched. Yep. Um, Windsor, shout out Homer and Lando, shout out McHugh, both clinched best buds. Um, yeah, yeah, a few things to say about that. Jack Matera over the weekend, and you mentioned oh, the, the clinching OT game, winner. OT winner to clinch his team into the playoffs. So good for him. And um, the London Knights keep rolling. I believe they beat Windsor the other day in overtime. So, you know, the, if those two teams meet in the playoffs in the Western Conference, finals that's gonna be a, a great series so and uh oh yeah our boy he dropped the gloves for the first time as well. oh homer had a great fight um ragdoll i think it was zidlicky from uh mississauga standing up for a teammate our boy homer 
I've been dying for that guy to chuck with Team so. guy. Love that. Um, the Wolves have two, three, and threes coming up. They play Feb 24, 25th, 26th, and then a little bit of a break then March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. They play in that stretch. They play Niagara. They play Erie. Those should be four points. And they play Hamilton. That should be six points. Has, has to be at least four of six. Then on the March stretch, they play North Bay, which is going to be tough. Oshawa, that's got to be at least a point. And Niagara, that's got to be another two points. So to say this is big is like an understatement. This stretch right here, Probably defines if the Wolves are in the playoffs or not. These, yeah. these six games. So these six, six games, games, 12 points available. As a head coach, Derek McKenzie, I would be satisfied with seven or eight of a possible 12. Yep. I agree. I agree. Mace, you got anything to add, buddy? Just light the lamp, send the stuffed wolf down the wire, and playoffs are in reach. There you go. Um, obviously, This town we'll be- needs playoff hockey. It needs it, Chad. Oh man, dying for it. Well, this with this squad. Yeah, you just gotta get to the dance. That's what we've been saying. Gotta get to the dance. Just gotta get in. Just gotta get in. Yeah. At least give us a couple games here. Yeah. Um okay. Let's uh move on now, guys, to our um interview who was with uh which was with um an absolute OHL legend. Um, now just signed an NHL deal with Syracuse. Dan Walker came on the podcast today. He had some great stories about fighting in the O and just how he ended up in Syracuse. It's a pretty wild run that the guy's been on. So without any further ado, let's send it off to Dan Walker. All right, ladies and gentlemen, do we ever have a treat of a guest for you for episode 99 from Sudbury, Ontario, the former OHL tough guy who tallied 303 PIMs in 153 games for North Bay Battalion and also a general's turned skill guy in the OUA hockey, tallying 24 goals and 37 points in 35 games for the University of Waterloo. Just last week, he signed a one-year contract with the Syracuse Crunch of the AHL. Please welcome Dan Walker to the BTB podcast. How we doing? Hey, boys. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, big congrats, Dan. Are you all uh, settled up now in, in Syracuse? Where are you at right now? Yeah, they got me up in a hotel down there. So I got a little okay. kitchen and stuff. So been about a week now. So. Looks like you're in prison. Hotel Looks line. like it's like <laughs> no, a little bit better than my res, though, eh, Tom? Yeah, a little bit better than North Bay res, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, first question I got for you, Dan. Like, what a week it's been, like. Let, let's kind of dive into this. Is this something uh, that has been in the works basically all year to go pro, or did it kind of like ramp up towards the end of the season? Like, how did it all go about? It was actually in the fall, I went to uh, Utica. I went to their camp. Like, that's a team that Syracuse plays like 16 times in a year. So it's like their biggest rival. So I went and played a game with them. <clears throat> and then, sort of from there, I talked to a couple of teams and then, uh, Syracuse reached out a couple times, like the GM and stuff. So they came watched a couple games. And then last game of the season, we dropped a couple of donuts, lost five nothing out of playoffs, and then they offered a contract. So I said, Yeah, don't play some more hockey. So, yeah, no kidding. Right. Yeah, and, and speaking of hockey, we always ask the you know, this is the first question we ask every guest that's a hockey player coming on. Like what age did you start playing and were there any other sports you almost wanted to pursue? 
instead of hockey. Actually, I think my dad put me in, uh, I think it was figure skating. It was the first time I ever was on skates. I was like two or three or oh, something wow. like that. And then I picked up hockey after that a year later. So my dad was thinking, I guess, a little bit on the, the edge work portion. But then uh, growing up, I actually wanted to be tendy. I was massive <laughs> and I want to be a goalie. My dad let me do half a practice in that. And then he made me go get dressed up in the right player gear. And that was about it. So that was yeah, my, and, my start in hockey. And I was going to ask this a little bit later, but you, you mentioned your dad. And I believe he was your coach in minor hockey growing up all the way. Similar to what I had with uh, with Demier and obviously Demier's dad, Dan, coaching us. Like, do you have any stories of, you know, your dad being your head coach and how was that for you going through that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got a couple stories about that one, but it wasn't uh, like my dad coached me all the way up to my minor midget year. Then he was like, hey, I can't coach you again because you're going to have a new coach next year. Like you got to start getting used to it. But I remember one time, it's actually, I forget who I was telling this story about the other day. It might've been Shen and uh, we were just shooting the shit laughing and, I remember I flicked the puck over the net one time. And I hit my dad right in the chest. And, like, my dad came right up to me, grabbed me, and held me up against the glass. And I was, like, I was so scared, man. Like, it was, like, he couldn't do it to any other player. But, like, I was his kid. So he could do whatever he wanted to do. So I was just, like, I was, like, I was, I was tripping. Like, it wasn't fun. <laughs> it's safe to say you weren't flipping the puck over the net any, any uh, time after it. <laughs> no, no, it didn't happen again. No, Unreal. like he he broke a couple twigs that year. I think he broke one like Shen, even Demier a couple of times, probably pissed <laughs> him off a couple of times. He breaks a couple of sticks and stuff. So it was a good time. Oh, it wouldn't man. change it though. No kidding. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we, there's been a big debate, uh, obviously, in, in Sudbury about the AAA system. I think your minor midget year was the first time they actually combined uh the team so what's your thoughts like should Sudbury have two one team what was your experience with it like it was growing up like you said like my minor mid year was the first year we did and like they try to make it competitive I think we basically took the entire Nickel City Suns team yeah and then we took Burden and Trudeau and then it became one team so like I mean, for me, it's it. I would just like to be competitive, but like as soon as you take out a couple of teams out of the north, like who you have to play, like you're gonna be playing yeah. against the, the Sioux in North Bay, right? Like, yeah. like we played in some, I think we played in some double A loop just to get extra games in my draft year, and then I don't know. So, like, if you're gonna make a competitive, make one team, then you better be a tourney team going down to Toronto every weekend, and if not, then. You got to try and keep as many teams as you can. That's what I would think. Sure. Yeah, great points. Yeah, yeah, you're bang on. I mentioned it, Dan, to the point of, like, especially for Meyer, if because we, we were two teams, as you know, too, but like if Demier and Billy were playing together for like six, seven years straight, like I think they would have pushed each other to be even better hockey players to what they are now. Like it's like to me, the two team system, like I get it, we went through it, but it, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, like I, yeah, that's actually a, a real, like I had Shen. So, like, me and exactly. Shen would be the comparison of that. Like, obviously, probably not even as good. Like, Demi and Billy are unreal type of thing. But, like, we got lucky with that. Like, you have a little bit of competition. Like, right. you play against someone, develop with that one guy, and then you go. So, like, in the north, you, you got a couple guys every year type of thing. And that's who you ride. But, 
Yeah, you're probably making a good point with that one. Like, especially like if you're trying to make you know hockey look reputable for the North, like you don't want to go down every game and you have two teams getting smacked eight four and eight nothing each. Like, <laughs> yeah, where you get one team maybe win a game or something, right? So, but yeah, and point. uh, good points, Dan. Let's let's skip forward to draft day. I can't believe it was in 2015 in the tenth round you were selected by the battalion. Uh, what what was draft day like for you, Dan? And were you someone that was following, you know, draft day closely on your phone? And you know, enlighten us with your story. We love to hear uh, how everyone spent draft day. Yeah, mine was actually mine was a little different. Like I didn't really know too much about the O going in my draft year. Like my dad never talked. Like I knew like what the Subway Wolves were. I knew what the battalion were, but I didn't like didn't know anyone else besides that really. So I was actually down south i was watching my sister and the magai twins and those people they were playing at the like the regionals like provincials there whatever so i was down in toronto watching them play and i watched until shen got drafted in the fourth because we knew he, he was gonna go early and then we're sitting in the hotel my mom looked at me and she goes hey you want to go for a walk so it was like we knew I wasn't going till late. So it was like, yeah, whatever. Let's go for a walk. Go walk. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. I'm not gonna be expecting too much. So I was like, we actually went for a walk, came back. It was like the seventh round still. And I was like, okay, let's go watch your sister play. So we drove the rank. I'm sitting in the rank and I think we found out like a guy came up to me in the stands one of the dads of the girls and said congratulations and then my mom popped her phone up refreshed the page and then my name was on the page whatever on the phone so it was like secondhand like someone told me and i was like okay well north bay i guess so and it was it was kind of cool like me and shen were going the same spot but yeah i wasn't i wasn't like watching it like crazy like everyone else probably is at this time now so yeah, no doubt, man. That's an unreal story. That that's pretty cool. And you mentioned landing at the same spot as as uh, Shenia, which is wicked. And and you got to play with him, Brazil, quite the northern crew. Um, we yeah. have both of them on on the pod too. Um, so what was it like just being with those guys and and running around the O with them? <laughs> it was uh, it, it was kind of funny. Like it was definitely different roles like the entire time we we're playing like Braz obviously unreal like you'd walk into a game you know the guy's gonna score like it's it's just nuts like he's a beast too it was like what like like we we played one game in playoffs we lost five four and Braz had four goals so it was just like you know he's an unreal player and then Shani to his own own degree is you know point per game guy like unreal guy but does it all like capo fought points like a little bit of everything and then you know, you'd see me sitting down on the corner of the bench just waiting for a tap from Stan to go on the ice or whatever there and go tilt a little bit. But it was uh, it was fun. Like, it was a big northern crew, but it was a good time. It was a good yeah, time in the north. So No doubt. Do you actually have uh, any any games lined up with Braz at all? I know he's with, uh, with Prov right now. Yeah, we actually have one game against Providence. I think it's in, like, March sometime. So that's the okay. last time we play him this year. I think we play him, like, four times or – Four times in a year, so it's the last time. So I'll see him then. Okay. See if I get him a lineup for it or not. But <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to run him one good time just to just to show him what it would have been like if he was on a different team. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And and you mentioned uh Stan Butler too. He actually just made his his return back to the O with theory. What was it like? We always hear the stories about Stan, but what was it like playing for him? 
I actually like I loved it, man. Like I don't I don't have anything bad about Stan. Like if yeah. you were a first round guy and you would expect like he had expectations of you, like then he he got on you. Like you'd have a you'd have 30 minute meeting every day with the guy and he'd be ripping you every day. But like I just sat there because like I did what Stan wanted me to do. So I, I always met his expectations for me as a player. So I never had any problems with him. Pretty good to me. Gave me what I felt like I deserved and went from there. But there is some funny, funny stories that came out of there. A couple of garbage cans got kicked and stuff. And no, it was uh, it was a funny time. So it was uh, it was good. It's good. That's Stan good. was awesome. Yeah, Brad's kind of said the same same thing about uh, about Stan. Loved him. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim, you mentioned Braz. Dan, when we had this guy on, he he gave you a nickname, and we we need a little backstory on why. I guess people, and I guess when you were in North Bay, I'm not sure how this came about. Like, how did the nickname Sheriff? Like, how did that all start? <laughs> that actually started in uh, Powassan. Like, I played a year, Powassan, Shenny played uh, JRC. Um, and there was one guy on the team, his name's Mackenzie Gray, and he's from down south. And, uh, I don't even know why he started. I think I got my first ever fight or whatever. And uh, I, it was a small guy. He jumped me. And then I had him jersey. And I, like, he was leaking and stuff. So, but then I started patrolling the red line more. Like, I would just, I'd float on the red line the whole time. And I'd stretch halfway on my side, halfway on their side. So, he started saying I was patrolling, like I was a sheriff. And I had like, two guns in my holsters and stuff. So, then it started there. Then I went up or whatever, and then the boys just kept it going and stuff. And, you know, every playoffs, I'd be doing the same thing, just patrolling the red and stretching <laughs> on their side of the ice just to see someone get a little upset and get them going and stuff like that. So that's how that one happened, and boys just roll with it, I guess. Yeah, Sheriff is an unreal nickname. That is a, a sick nickname. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> and and you had a lot of tilts um, in the old Dan and obviously one of probably the most famous one was against Macaulay Carson center ice um, went viral. You guys just went toe to toe, probably honestly one of the best fights I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, was there a story behind that? How did it, did you guys like line it up or was it just kind of like during the game, whatever, like, yeah, take us through that. No, it was, it was, it's actually a really good story. The guys always ask about it. Cause <clears throat> so I knew who Carson, like he's a great guy. He plays out the UMD now, I think. But, like, by our last year fighting was just, it was sort of just gone. Like, you look at yeah. it, OHL now, and it just doesn't happen. So, For sure. I actually went, I went and picked him up when I was living in Oshawa. I picked up him and uh, Murray from their hotel, brought him back to uh, a buddy on the team. We started having a couple of drinks or whatever. And then Cars looked at me and he just said, hey, do you want to, do you want to go tomorrow? It was an ESPN game and stuff like that. And I said, well, why not? Whatever. So then whatever, we finished up the night. And then uh, I told my coach the next day, I said, hey, like, I, I got something lined up. Like, do you mind if I just hop on whenever? And he says, yeah, I don't care. So his pregame <laughs> speech was just, boy, his walks has us. He's going to start us off or whatever. So then we just said no defense. We talked in warm-ups and stuff. And it was just like, we're going to do this. And he was he was like, yeah, I'll do it. So whatever. So then, yeah, we just grab on and start swinging. And 
that's how she won. She was a good one. So, oh yeah, that probably, was the, un- probably the best one of my career. That's for sure. So, yeah. it was, it was, I it mean, was it, was it was toe to toe, like nonstop bombs. It, yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you guys went viral. I think Bar Down, Tia. I think yeah, TSN yeah. Even TSN. Oh it. yeah, it was. Yeah, nice. yeah. Chicklets. I think Chicklets had it going too a little <laughs> bit and stuff like that. So, gotten on there. I think I got got on there two or three times now. So there you go. Unreal. <laughs> um dan obviously growing up a subway boy like how was it obviously still playing in the north but in north bay like how was that fan base like run us through uh, i know chimino goes to a few games being a nipissing now like how how was it playing in north bay like the north was like like obviously when you're winning then the fans are like really supportive or whatever but like i think we had like the worst attendance for three years straight the one time that i was How's looking it? at it right like it was it was rough like but you know, my favorite part of it was i was coming back to Sudbury every game and like we played eight times and every time we played Sudbury, stan tossed me on the line with brazo and struthers just to watch strutzy and brazo's back with the pilon twins oh yeah so something was always happening there and then i actually got ripped the one time because one of the Pelon twins like bumped into Brad's, like skating by him, bumps him. Brad's is six, seven. The Pelon twins are like five, seven, something, and <laughs> nothing's gonna happen, right? I got in shit because I let him, I let him bump Brad's, and I was like, okay, make sure. But like every time I'd play in Sudbury, like I fought, I fought probably like four times in Sudbury. <laughs> and Brad, Uko, Pakalukin, and I remember stuff, that. So, like, I- <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> I fought cars after that one. So like I'm always getting booed. Like I touch the puck sometimes and I get a boo where the fans are chanting my name and stuff. There was like two games, I think, where they were chanting my name. So that was that was a good time. It wasn't because they loved me, it was just they just hated me. So like <laughs> playing in Sabri was fun. That was a lot no, of fun. That is unreal. And then honestly, you don't see that like anymore with any teams. Like no one's got that type of pull on on a on a fan base. It's it's pre- it was pretty sick to, to see that. I'll never forget that that Uko one. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, moving moving to Oshawa, obviously COVID year kind of sucked the way the way it ended, but how did you know you were you were moving there and, and how was your time spent in, in Oshawa? Uh it was actually funny. I was training with the boys. I was with with uh, Brock McGillis and we were just training or whatever and I didn't know I, I knew that I was probably the odd man out in North Bay for my OA year because they had uh, Shen uh, Struthers and Nick King who I actually went up playing with the Waterloo so I knew they were probably keeping those guys and then the the GM called me Denny and he asked me it was I'll never forget it. I was like training mid mid session like pick up my phone or whatever and he goes you wouldn't mind like going to Oshawa right he said, like, who wouldn't mind going to Oshawa? Like, I was like you don't have to ask me that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to tell me. So they, he he ended up sending me there. I went for a draft pick. And I was, like, kind of surprised. I was like, all right, I'll go for a fourth. Like, why not? <laughs> and then uh, I had a couple phone calls with their owners and stuff like that. And they had a kind of kind of young team. Like, the owner's son was on the team. They had some young guys, like Harrison, who's draft picks and stuff like that. So... It was sort of like a a watch basis type of thing. Like I'll head up, play, you know, watch the young guys, make sure nothing happens type of thing. So it was cool though, dude. North Oshawa was there. They got a nice facility. They treat yeah, you good, yeah. like it's like out of the O, it's probably the most comparable to being like in a situation like this up here 
where you know they're treating you pretty well like you can't really complain about too much yeah, so. yeah they just got like a brand spanking new room too yeah mm-hmm. like a few years ago yeah, I'm sure, the yeah, summer you before there. i got there yeah, yeah perfect time out there put a, million, <laughs> put a million dollars into it and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they wanted dan dan walker to come test out the facility that's, that's right like, yeah they put a new punching bag in and stuff i was the first to use it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good and Dan, I'm not sure if you actually know this, but last year I had the opportunity to come up and watch uh, Brett play for Western. And actually that weekend, Western was uh, playing you. And I remember texting the guys in the group chat for the pod saying, we need to have Dan Walker on. Because I grew up obviously working out with you, knowing you and how you play hockey. And I'm like, this guy like dominated OUA. Like nobody, Dan, even came near you. And I was like asking Brett, I'm like, are the guys scared of him? And he's like, Palm, like nobody wants to come near this guy, but it's like there's no <laughs> fighting in OUA. Like, Dan, like, yeah. it's just crazy how, like, well, you obviously did this year. And I, I want, like, before we get into, like, obviously this year and the point production, what made you choose, like, University of Waterloo in the first place? Um, I think my biggest thing was like Carly was going there. So, like, that was yeah. that was a big, like, you know, I'll go live there for a bit and spent some time with her because I spent five years on the road or whatever type of thing yeah. like not close to her and then like Waterloo if you get a degree from Waterloo it's it's like them and UFT is two of the highest like yep. best degrees you can probably come away with type of thing um and then like talking to the teams it was like like I talked to Western and they were like yeah you can come in be like a 13th 14th forward so I was like oh, I don't really want to do that like yeah, I've been yeah. doing that my whole life yeah. So then, like, my coach at Waterloo was like, oh, you'll get some ice time, you know, like, test your skills and actually, like, play some hockey. So that's what I wanted. So then I was like, yeah, uh, sounds a little better. So I ended up doing that. And, you know, those three things probably put all together was was pretty good for me. And did you play net front on power play? Am I, am I mistaken that? Yeah. See? Tim, another yeah. guy. Another guy. <laughs> Every northern guy plays net front. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There you have to. You put the big boys in front of that, man. You can't go yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. Like, it's just your spot. You just know. They're like, yeah, you're on the power play. Okay, I'll go in front of that. Like, you don't have to yeah. tell me. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Uh, Dan, how have you seen, like, your game grow over time? Because, like, you know, and I remember, honestly, I remember Brad saying this, and ep- it was episode 58. He's like, no one realized it, but, like, Dan was like, he's a skill guy. Like, practice, he was phenomenal. Like, so you really transitioned your game in into a guy that's putting up uh, points. Obviously, OUA not not having fighting, but like, how have you seen your game grow and, and get to the point where it's at right now? I think it was just the actual like elimination of the possibility of me fighting. Like I used to go yeah. to a no game, and I would like I know who I would possibly be fighting on the other team, and that's all I would yeah. think about. So like I didn't think about you know playing or anything like that. It was. 100% just trying to kill people and stuff like that. So then when I got to the OUA, it was like, I had skills coaches were doing skills with me. Like I didn't have, you know, wasn't practicing fighting at the end of practice. I was doing drills. And then like we had a full-time coach, which is pretty rare for the OUA. So he would run skills like every day. So I was on the ice like twice a day all the time doing stuff. And then opportunity, I guess. Like you can almost say like putting any guy in opportunity helps so which is like i never had that in north bay so then it was just you know confidence stuff started to click and then a couple years away from the game heal up the body and all that stuff and then 
go back at it. That's probably my biggest thing was just, you know, I had some opportunity. Yeah, no, it's it's an awesome, uh, awesome story. And, and obviously we're all pump, pumped for you. And mm-hmm. I guess what's the plan now? Like what's the rest of the year? Maybe even looking into to next year's hockey season, What what's looking like for you? Um, like, so here they have like another two months of hockey until playoffs. Like playoffs is April 18th. That's our last regular season game. Uh, and then you you hop straight in like best of seven series or best of five and then best of seven, I think might be like that. So like potentially you got like three, four months of hockey left. And then um, there's an option for next year if they want to pick up the contract or not and see like if they end up picking me up, then I'm back on another one year deal. Mm-hmm. And then if not, then, you know, you're looking throughout the league, trying to see what's going to happen and stuff like that. So hoping that it works out here and keep going in the next year. And then I'm back in the gym for the first time in like four years since the old type of deal in the summer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So a couple months of hockey, see when I get in and try and stick in the lineup and then you go from there type of thing. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, you know, we talked about this coming on before recording, Dan. We had the opportunity to actually to share the ice with you in in the SPAD tourney, and we had on, on it wasn't privileged to. We had on paper, Dan. I think the best roster SPAD tourney has ever seen, and this year they're actually going down to three on three, so it's not the same as a five on five tourney we had. What do you remember most about you know coming back into Sudbury playing on the countryside arena for SPAD tourney? <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest part was I don't even know if I scored that whole tourney. I you think were battling I was an injury though. Popping. You were battling an injury. I think you had a shoulder injury at the time or yeah. something. Yeah, like my my labrum was all like it was just yeah. mess. Like that's why I had a finishing <laughs> the season forever. But uh like I don't think I talked. I think I went up and down bag skating myself, and that was about <laughs> all I did. Like I passed the puck a little bit. I was just like, uh, you know, I was a little confidence guy out there just telling everyone they're doing good and stuff. Yeah. But no, spad term is unreal, though. Like, it going out after and stuff. Like, good to be back in the suds. Like, you know, like, when you're playing, like, you don't really, you know, like, you kind of miss your life back in suds after a little while, and you don't see people yeah. for, like, eight months at a time. And then it's nice to come home and actually, like, go out, do some stuff and see the people that like you played hockey with growing up and stuff like that. So yeah. it was a good time. For sure. Yeah. Big time. It was big the time. High, highlight of Chimino's career, I think. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was all time, all time sharing the ice with the sheriff. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, then we'll, we'll bring it on to the fast five now. So it's five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let her rip and I'll send it off to Tom now. It's uh, we'll call it the fast six, Jim, because so the you last got six question get, okay. is we we always ask this one now. But uh, Dan, first one I got for you: dream travel destination anywhere in the world. Where do you want to travel to? Australia. Australia. Nice. Okay. What's your yeah, favorite? Go to like Gold song? Beach. Gold Beach. Ooh. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. Favorite pump up song. Pump, pump up song. There's one that I've been listening to by Kanye. I forget what the name of it is. Oh God! What the hell was it? You want you want to sing it? I don't even know. There's a new one by Kanye. I've been listening to the new Kanye <laughs> stuff. That's about okay. it. Okay. Can't think of it right now. No, it's okay. If you were to be professional in any other sport rather than hockey, what would it be? Rugby. <laughs> Um, favorite movie or TV series? What are you What are you into? Uh, 
I just watched one of the Titans like two days ago. Camping out in my hotel here. I got nothing else to do. Um, favorite movie? Probably like We Are Marshall. That type of stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite subby restaurant? What's your answer to that one? I got to go to Gusto's. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. and uh not sure if you're a uh, i guess treats guy but what is your favorite ice cream flavor we have a big debate right now okay yeah everyone says this tastes like toothpaste but it's got to be men chocolate chip my man my man (laughs) i picked that too unreal man yeah you can't be no that's a good one yeah for sure for sure um Awesome. Well, listen, Dan, thanks a lot for coming on on the pod and, and chatting with us. We wish you the best of luck in, in Syracuse. It's uh, it's unreal run. Uh, there you on. We'll be uh, obviously uh, watching you and, and cheering you on. So best of luck, man. We uh, appreciate you coming on the pod. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate awesome. a good time. That was the interview with Dan Walker brought to you by Pin Golf. Tom? Thoughts on interview with Dan? I had the opportunity to, he mentioned Brock McGillis in the interview. I actually worked out with Dan throughout a couple summers, I think almost three, four summers. And, you know, a big, taller, stronger, scary looking guy. You never really thought of um, where he'd kind of be in his, you know, hockey career. To me, Jim, when he was even playing spad tourney with us, I was like, this is kind of it for Dan. If he's coming here to play that, like, you never really know. And then he kind of went to Waterloo and he revamped his whole career. And I mentioned in the interview when I went and watched Brett play and Western, I had the opportunity to play Waterloo and Dan played a different side of hockey. Like he has way more skill than basically everyone thinks. And kudos to him, man. Like he, he very happy for him to get his, you know, contract with Syracuse and the AHL. And I think he's going to have a little burst of uh, second energy in his, you know, not back half of his career, but it, to me, it feels like a back half, but he's kind of just starting out in his pro career. So yeah, he, he's going to go bring that Sudbury Northern energy to uh, a Syracuse team that he mentioned in the interview as well. That doesn't really, um, oh, he didn't mention the interview, he mentioned to us after. It doesn't really, Syracuse doesn't really have a type of guy like Dan. So maybe he's got to bring a different element that, uh, you know, the American League hasn't seen before. Or what are the uh, I, I want to yeah, I want to see Dan fighting Revo at some point in my lifetime. Maybe you never know. You never know. Um, what's pretty funny too, like asking him, like you know, how did you know how have you seen your game change and like, you know, evolving from a guy that just fought to like actually but, putting up decent points, and he's like, agree. he's like. Well, because they eliminated fighting for me, which I thought was hilarious. But like, it's true. Like, his whole role changed, right? Because there's no fighting. Um, so I think HL may be a little bit different. He may be chucking, chucking him again, which I'm sure he's excited for. The Macaulay Carson story, unreal. Like, the sheriff. I mean, what what else to say about the sheriff? He's yeah. uh, he's a beaut. He's We've a had the three three amigos on now. I know Dan's been in the works for quite a bit. Uh, I mentioned. Yeah. I'm happy we got him for 99, though. 99 is a good one. Also, um, I think doing like a sit down with all three of them, like in person. Yeah, the three amigos. I was going to say that Brad, Justin, Dan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Dan plays against Justin at some point, too. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, with that, 
we'll move it on to our four pack, a pretty exotic four pack, I must say so myself. So with that, we'll send it uh, over to the four pack. Episode 99, four pack, legendary number, legendary four pack, maybe the weirdest four pack we've done. Chim, uh, great performance in the Rihanna four pack, Rihanna top songs. You went with the stock picks and it paid off well. I went with her actual best songs and it came dead last. So, you, you I, I mean, stock best song she's ever put out together. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that they're all the same. Um, uh, yeah, pure domination, pure domination. I was happy to be a uh, part of that. Being the wind calm after a while, it's been uh, it's been nice. Um, we do have a special guest joining us from uh, the BTB Hockey Pool, Max Whitehead, who has made an appearance on here before. Whitey, how we doing, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Jim. Awesome. Um, North Korea's uh, going from top to bottom of the league <laughs> this year. Any any thoughts, Whitey? It was cursed from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> 16 out of 16 draft picks just got Doesn't me help. Doesn't in. help. Doesn't no. help. Yeah. No, but uh, we're rebuilding. We'll be back stronger for uh, 2024. Unless you get relegated. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Um, all right. So our topic today is wild animals that you would like as a pet or would want as a pet. Um, very weird. Hypothetically. Um, prehistoric does not count. So wild animals. So like not a dog, cat. I think anything anything other than a dog and cat really goes yep. here. So, um, okay. I'll I'll go one. Just because I really want this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give Whitey two. Um, Vlahos three. And, you, and you always shove me in at last at the turn. Because yeah, Mace, you always give me a hard time when I win. You always give me a hard time when I win. Okay. First off the board. I mean, I don't think there's an out and out number one pick here in this draft. But give me a chimpanzee. Yeah, I want a chimpanzee. Yeah. The man's hey. best friend, chimpanzee. If it wasn't Good dog, pick. it'd be chimpanzee. Good pick. Basically, another human. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had monkey on the board. That was my number one. Um, we're gonna go with a wolf. Man's best yeah. friend. That's a good one. Yeah. Cousin. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Man's best friend's cousin. There you go. Um, I think this one's stock at number three. And I don't know if I'm completely wrong with the category of wildlife, but give me panda. Oh, that's a good one, Tom. Panda. I didn't even. I didn't have panda. Think of that guy cuddling you, man. Like, oh man. <laughs> okay. Fiend right bamboo. Fiend right, bamboo. That'd be right electric. Track. All right. All right. Oh, that's a good pick. All right. Um, wasn't prepared to be in this position, but I'm going to go with a uh, tiger in my first round. Yeah. And then I would also like a, uh, I don't think it'll make it back to me over here. I'm going to go with a, a Zabumafu. Rachel. Is, lemur. Um, yeah. Yes. That's lemur. Lemur. Thank you. Me, you, and Zabumafu. That was a classic show. Classic show. That was a good pick. Uh, wow. Great pick. Thank I you. must say. And uh, it is me, right? Um, we yeah. do see these guys a lot at the Ottawa. Give me 
A fox? Oh, I thought I thought that would come right back to me. Mace, you basically had a pet fox for a little bit there in the summer, eh? He's I know that. Eh? The fox is my favorite animal. But I, I got two good picks for a category I don't like, but we're fox is good. Fox is a good one, but they are a little stinky. I've done my research on pet foxes, and it's actually not as enjoyable. Jim, I love the chimpanzee. Now I'm thinking. Thank you. All right, Whitey. Hey, um, kind of in the same vein as Tommy here. I'm gonna go a cute, cuddly koala. Oh, oh koala smell. And I that, that was up next for me. They have chlamydia or syphilis, or they can give you one of those too. Can we yep. fact check? Yeah. That is true. What? Yeah, but if they're a pet, if they're a pet, you can take care of it. Get yeah, all yeah. The shots. It, yeah, it's all about it being out there. <laughs> um. All right. Um. Give me now. If there's a dwarf version of this, I would take it. But whatever, I'll I'll still take his one. It's probably my favorite ham- animal. It's a hippopotamus. Give me a hippopotamus. <laughs> That's yeah, what's that old hippo. commercial? That Canadian commercial. You want the hippopotamus. Uh, the kitchen no. hippo. The house hippo. The house hippo. Okay. All time. All time. Man. All time commercial. Um. All right. Well, let's just keep going like exotic here. Uh, give me kangaroo. I'll take oh, a kangaroo. You can train pick. with it. You can box it. Whatever. You can hang out in its pouch. There you go. Kangaroo. <laughs> Good pick. Um, Harry Potter fans are going to love this one. Um, an owl. That's a great pick. Snowy owl. They're cool to look at. Um, okay. You need to send a letter. Just buzz them out there. Love it. That's a great pick. Yeah. Oh, um, since I'm in the water business, give me a little pet dolphin. That'd be cool. Oh, that's a bad pick. What do you mean? You swim with it, dude. How is that a bad pick? Well, I don't know. You just I, said you like foxes and you did research on foxes the whole summer. Like, I'm the weird one with saying dolphin. I, a dolphin's good. As long as you got a dolphin, tank, like, what tank you for it. Yeah, yeah why not? Do tricks You're not going to see it very often. It's a pet in the... It's like having a pet fish. Oh, you don't like people that have own their own, their own pet fish? Okay, that's fine. So, I don't know. I wanted to have some fun with it, Tom. Okay, my next two picks. I'm going to round out my draft with a another large cat, medium-sized cat, a lynx. They're very cute. Okay. Uh, and then my final pick. I'm going to go with a red panda. Mm-hmm. The little, little panda fox-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good, Mace. Thank you. Um, I think everybody has this. Not everybody, sorry. A few people actually might have this as a pet, but give me a horse. Okay. Yeah. I got I got a couple of K's there rather than my dolphin pick, but I still got horse. It's a farm animal. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking like the Amazon, like Africa, with my pick. Okay, but yeah. well, I, I had. Horse. But I think it's a good pick. Horse is a good pick. Is that allowed? Yeah, there's wild horses. Yeah, that? it's a wild. There's wild horse. You want a stallion or like a? What's a no, wild horse? No, thing? I don't want the word stallion on the four pack graphic. Give me horses. There you horse. Go. Hey, yes, expensive. That's a good pick. Thank you. Uh, All right, Whitey. My way now to round out my draft. Um. 
This one's going to be a little off the board. I'm going to go Komodo Dragon. Oh. I saw that. I saw that. That's I saw that on the electric. list, and I was going to pick it, but I had no idea what it was. So, yeah. Deadliest animal in the world, Tom. Okay. Yeah, that'll protect the house. I like I like that. That's no need pick. true steel with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I'll round mine out with uh, a penguin. Give me yeah. A penguin. Little penguin. You ever see that one on TikTok that is like feet paint- paintings? Yeah, it's so I cute. Saw that. that thing is so cute. Jim, oh, you got a good team. Uh, I, I've seen that. I've seen that. TikTok. Tom, is it time for your favorite part? Do you want me to run through the teams? I want you to run through it, and then I have some honorable mentions too, and some debate okay. questions too. So. Okay, so um, I went with chimpanzee, hippopotamus, kangaroo, penguin. Oof. Whitey went wolf, koala, owl, komodo dragon. That's a nice <laughs> little mix there. Tom went with panda, fox, dolphin, horse, and Mason went with tiger, lemur, lynx, red panda. Um, honorable mentions, guys. What do we have? I have uh, sloth, yeah, turtles, yeah. ducks. Yeah. Oh, what about even... guinea pigs? That's a yeah. pet. Oh, I had that on a wildlife list here. Google. If it's on I've never have you ever true. seen that on the wildlife. What list? about the best chinchilla? YouTube, no, the best YouTube video ever. Honey badger. Oh yeah, it takes what it wants. <laughs> a bald eagle. I had bald eagle had, would be pretty cool. I had beaver. Everyone, you guys know what capybaras are? Yep. 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 Cute what little about, beaver looking things. I had, bice, I had bison yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Silverback gorilla. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Harambe. Yeah. Shout out Harambe. You, you giraffe. Giraffe. Would that, would I consider a wildlife? Yeah. I just, yes. I don't know if you fit that in, in, in your home. Mace, but yeah. I'm not the animal guy, man. Like, I'm just, just clarifying. Don't give me the lip. I would have you I never learned just... in school the difference between a pet and wildlife? No, I'm not saying where I went to high school or elementary school. Okay, I did not learn that. Maybe you two can enlighten my kids, you teachers. But um, elephant. I'm not talking about how big my house is. I don't care. Like these. Yeah, these guys. I like that. Elephants, that's probably, if anything, one of the biggest misses for sure. Okay. Elephant. Um, snow leopard? Parrot. Parrot. Yep. Yeah. Snow leopards, yeah. Mason, we put a lot of balls in the water at number nine and thirteen at the Idlewild, or sorry, number ten. How about a river otter to go get your balls? Oh, oh, river otter. Oh, those are so cute too. Yeah, those yeah, are the, otters. The, the Mason, that's a huge miss. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's Do those a stink, Mason? What's that? They stink. No, no, koalas like actually stink. Have you ever touched a koala? Seen like a koala, Tom? No, no. They smell. They smell bad. Pandas probably also, smell bad. Too. Where did you see a koala? Uh, in Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. How close did you get to one? Uh, like, touch one. Koala stunk. sanctuary. It stunk that bad. The smell, yeah. Wow. Wow. Can you describe describe the smell? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up uh, the four-pack here. Whitey, thanks uh, for coming on once again. You are... You got two appearances now, and one more gets you into the third appearance club. That's a very uh, highly touted club. Meg just got their last episode, so uh, we'll we'll have to have you back on real soon for that. So thanks for coming on, bud. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Good luck tonight. (laughs) All right, that was the four-pack. On to garbage time. What's up? Garbage time. I have a dun, 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 a trade to announce. 
Give me one second. I'm going to pull up the logistics here. And I know we didn't mention it in the intro because I saved it for this exact moment of garbage time because I know everyone's going to listen. Guys, it's exciting time in Leafland. And they go out and get a previous cup winner, an ROR, Ryan O'Reilly. So the Toronto Maple Leafs have acquired forward, forward, sorry, Ryan O'Reilly and Nola Chari in a three-team deal with St. Louis and Minnesota. The St. Louis Blues receive Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet, Toronto's first-round pick in 2023, Ottawa's third-round pick in 2023, and Toronto's second-round pick in 2024. Minnesota receives Toronto's fourth-round pick in 2025, and St. Louis and Minnesota both retain 25% of Ryan O'Reilly's contract. Now, Ryan O'Reilly steps into the Leafs locker room, obviously, Jim. Um, I need to get your guys' thought. Uh, I, to me, the the win of the trade is almost Nola Chari, a guy that the Leafs never really had ever in their bottom six. Is a guy that runs around, finishes his check, and is just a scary factor to play against. How are you gonna do Cliffy like that? How are you gonna do Cliffy like that? Come on, dude. I, I'm gonna do Cliffy like that. He because chari so, has got both, Jim. He can see he, he's got a little yeah. offense. Cliffy was just protecting the the superstars yeah so um my thoughts i think it's a great trade i think this is i mean what does dubis have to lose so i yeah. mean like you got to do it seeing that your boy muzz is not back even for playoffs it's tough he may be like shea webber Cervical he is. Spine. He's done. He's done. Cervical He's done, spine, dude. that's uh, insane he's 34 years old you know that's done he's done. so you got to bring in he got to bring in a d-man and yeah, I agree. Situation is is a sticky one. I, I I'm with you. Hutchison coming back. Yeah, but he's gonna love that one. But it's like, how can you not be excited for a Leafs fan? I know I'm like a homer about it. And I was texting you and um, basically all weekend and how excited I was and Twitter on with Leafs Nation when the trade happens is bananas. But it's like now Toronto's got depth that they never really had before. Like ever since it was Kadri Matthews and Tavares, like up the middle. And I know all Riley's on the wing, but to me, I think he's going to finish in that third line center role. And um, it, I'm, I'm happy to wrap it up. A Toronto at least did something. Yeah. It's too bad because Kadri, Kadri was good. He's the type of that player that Toronto the mess. That is. No, the Dubas is worst trade as a GM. And he's done a lot of really good things, but that's the worst one. I mean, working with what he's got for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, any uh, any other things here in uh, in garbage time? Uh, one thing I want to mention about the sub five, um, Logan Stutz is an electric coach. Tom, he's storming on the court. He's giving the refs the business. Every time the sub subby would score, he's telling the boys to get back on D. Like, no, he he was electric. Like I, I would like I still canned him for a bit. Stutz, Stutz is unreal. We gotta get him on the pod. He's yeah. unreal. Great shoe yeah. game too. Great oh, shoe game. He had the style. new balances, like just matching. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Um good. one thing I wanted to mention, and it's probably the last topic, is uh I went to obviously everybody knows I went to St. Charles for high school and the St. Charles hockey men's team boys are in the final city finals against Llewellyn, I believe. I think oh. in the finals every year. They're in the finals every year, but I wanted to mention they are that, like kind of a dynasty. They are the five game series. The five game series is starting. I saw Ryan Linema's post, and a little bit of a sadder note though. Casey Thompson, one of the OG coaches of that 
dynasty is now going to Toronto for, uh, I believe, I think his whole family. I think it's a teacher's job. I didn't read the, the full Facebook post, right? So Thompson had the opportunity to teach me. What a great guy. But uh, losing a dynasty coach. But Ryan Linema is right there taking the reins over pretty soon from all those, uh, you know, those OG guys. Die hard. Die hard. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Um, yeah. Anything else, boys, to uh, to report? Mace, you good? All good? Awesome. Okay. Sandy well, Beaches. Folks, the the so, four oh, yeah, was completely hypothetical. Yeah, completely hypothetical. I mean, yeah, yeah, completely hypothetical. Um, okay. Well, with that, folks, that's going to do it for episode 99 of Behind the Bench. It's a big one coming up. Big one coming up for 100. We can't wait uh, to share. Take care, everyone. Thanks to Dan for coming on. Love y'all. See you.